0: <laughs> so just in case, Miss Anita, if you're watching uh, second service, I'm not sure if you're watching first. I know you've had a long week. Um, I'm not sure if you like sushi, steak, and lobster or what it is, but I'm taking you out. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. I appreciate this young lady. She not only had a long week of work, but she came and gave 100%, 120%. Um, of her energy with our children, and I am so excited to, to I just can't wait to see what God is going to do through Miss Anita as we go into the future, and that's all I'm going to say, amen, amen. so Miss Anita, if you're watching, I mean that I'm not just playing, you deserve more than steak and lobster, I'm taking you out on a date, and I'm sure your husband's going to be okay with it, all right, let's all stand for worship, amen, we're going to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is who we adore this morning. And uh, we're going to start off with a hymn. So for my peers who watch online every now and then and, and, and give me texts and emails, uh, this one's not for you. This one's for God. <laughs> so we're going to sing to him this morning. Sing with me nice and loud, loud and proud. It's so, be- it's so good to see your beautiful faces. Pastor Josh, it's good to see you this morning. Amen. Noah, good to see you, brother. Hallelujah. April, Ryan, my gosh, we could be here all morning. Who's ready to worship with me? Amen. Hallelujah. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend But only lean on Jesus' name On Christ the soul and rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand When darkness seems to hide his face solid rock I stand church put your hands together this morning as we sing this is the day the lord has made even with the smoke this is the day so here we go again i'm not going to tune the guitar this time but i try to play it and obviously you can't really hear it and so that's what life is like without god here we go hold on all right i'm going to stick it in hold on here we go what about now can you hear now and then Luke did his part and if we don't have a sound man that's what life is really like with no God can we give Luke a hand amen Amen. thank God for Luke put your hands together with me This is the day this is the day that the, lord has made.
1: that the lord has
0: made i will rejoice i will rejoice and be glad in it. this is the day that the lord has made made. i will rejoice i will rejoice and be glad
2: And be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it.
0: This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has never down. This is. Even with the smoke. I will rejoice and be glad in Yeah, this is the day. This is So we got some good news this morning. We have a new member on the team, uh, all the way from uh, Peru, Yvonne with us this morning. And I don't care what anyone's told you, this man can rock the bass. He can worship and so much more. His beautiful family is here with us this morning, and she's obviously, look at this lovely family back here, amen. Can we give him a hand? We love you guys. Thank you. Can't wait to see what God is going to do. Are. Amen. Holy water. God, I'm on my knees again. God, I'm begging please again. I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. Walking down these desert roads, water for my thirsty soul, I need you. Oh, Lord, I need It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips It's like the sound of a symphony to my ears It's like holy water on my skin <laughs> Dead walk walked slave? I want to know about being born again I need you Oh God, I need you So take, somebody take Take me to the side Take me on to baptize I need you Oh Lord, I need you Your forgiveness Oh, clap with me church, here we go,
1: yeah, break it down, oh yeah, our
0: God deserves the praise, amen. Say something. Every day I wake, I break a chain. Christ is the same. Yesterday, some say that I'm insane, but I'm never ashamed. Just to praise his name. Yeah. Jesus is Lord. I won't deny it, won't fight it. You see, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I thank God for my salvation in the bloody shit. And if I don't got God, man, I better not end up dead. Did you hear what I said? You should not live by bread, but what God said. He'll arrive right by your side, so come to the Lord. Jesus who died, not glorified. Father God, take me home, that your will be done. Father, Holy Spirit, and the Son, yeah, yeah. Your forgiveness. Your forgiveness is like sweet. Oh, my, oh, my, my. To my hair is like holy water on my skin. Yeah, acapella, your forgiveness. Here we go. Your forgiveness is like sweet.
1: It's like holy water on my skin.
0: Amen. The other night before I went to bed, I was i going in my head, and I said, you know, it's a beautiful thing. At the end of the day, through the ups and downs, the good, and the bad, that the battle of life belongs to God. Sing with us as we worship this morning. Maybe this morning you're in a spot where you feel like you're in a battle, a battle of life. Let this song speak to your soul. Let this be fresh water. Amen from him. When all I see is the battle you see my victory When all I see is the mountain you see a mile And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So
2: when I fight, I fight all my
1: Through the night, oh God, the battle belongs
0: to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there is
1: nothing impossible.
0: You shine in the shadow, you win every battle, nothing can. Almighty oh, mighty fortress, you go before us, nothing can stand against the
2: power of our God, you shine in the shadow.
0: has from the church. Amen. Amen. Musicians, you're made to be dismissed. Thank you. few of our family members this morning. Amen. Bear your heads with me, church. Maybe there's a, a family member, someone here uh, this morning who's uh, sick in body, uh, emotionally, mentally, maybe uh, you know someone who's at home. We want to lift them up this morning. We want to lift up Bill Warner and Rodney Warner this morning. Lord, I just pray a blessing over uh, our brother. Um, we thank you for him and his faithfulness to the house of the Lord. And, Lord, whatever we can do in return, Lord, I pray you just, um, maybe one of us can give him a call, let him know we're thinking of him. Thank you, Lord, for our brother. I pray for Pam and Ken Bauer, such a lovely couple. We thank you for their faithfulness and who they are. Pray a blessing over them. We also want to pray for Sandy Jones this morning. Her husband has COVID. Lord, um, David, we lift up David to you as he's in the ICU in Minnesota this morning. Sandy, our dear sister, who's with us every Sunday. Um, I pray just, a a covering over her husband that you would, um, heal him. We're asking, we're believing in Jesus' name. You could take this sickness away. You could take this COVID away Uh, in Jesus' name. We believe that. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. We also want to pray for Agapito's son, uh, Israel, this morning, who is sick in body, also has um, COVID, Lord, and we just want to lift him up to you. God, we pray your healing power. Touch him. Protect the rest of his family, God heal him from this disease. God, we lift up every single nurse, all those on the front lines that are working, um, even people in our own congregation who um, are working with us. We pray you protect them and keep them safe. You will, Lord. You already have, and you're going to continue because we're asking and we're believing it's through you, God, that you you can do all things, and we're just asking, Lord, you can keep us safe here at Home Church, Lord. God, we pray for every single person who's here this morning. I pray a special blessing and anointing on their lives. I thank you for their faithfulness and their love for this house, their love for their church. And uh, I pray that you would just speak to them this morning through our brother, Matt. What an honor and a privilege it is to be a part of a church that believes in discipleship, dedication, duplication. And I pray, God, that you would just bless him and his wife, bless our church, speak through him, anoint him. May this word go forth and fall on uh, fertile soil that it may grow into something beautiful, I pray. Thank you for what you're doing in this place. We can't do this without you, Lord. We need you. We're grateful for you and for each other. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, church. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So before our brother comes up, I just want to introduce, uh, his name is Matt, and he is our youth leader here at Home Church, amen? <laughs> and I am, I am so, so excited, I might have to take your spot right now, Matt, because um, yeah, we just, yeah, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy summer, church, from Women's Aspire, Women's Events, to Home Away From Home, to, what am I forgetting, Camp, Elevate, VBS, Car washes, tacos, guacamole. It's been amazing, church. But you know what? That's just the beginning. We're heading into fall here pretty soon, and I'm so excited to see what God is going to do. And so with no further ado, please help me give it up to Matt Fries. Amen.
3: Morning, church. You may remember me from about 30 minutes ago. So, I just want to start off with it is such a privilege and an honor to be able to present the word of God to you guys today. When you write a sermon, um, which honestly I recommend to everybody, even if you don't give one, it gives you an excuse to really study and work in there write sermons. But the hardest thing I think it is is to keep yourself out of it and to not input my opinions and my beliefs onto you, but to just present the word of God in a way that moves and and showcases him. John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he may increase. And that is the goal for today, is that I am decreased, you are decreased, and Jesus Christ can be increased. Quick, very short, and very informal poll For those of you who used to be in school or who are in school, raise your hand if history was or is one of your favorite classes. Okay, a lot less than first service, and that's fine. Uh, If you love history, uh, this is gonna be a real treat for you for about five minutes. Uh, If you do not, uh, oh well. (laughs) This is an old book, and so it is important to understand the culture that we're dealing with because I'm gonna talk to you about Israel, 2,000-ish years ago, which is, as you may believe, different than America yesterday. <laughs> so, quick little bit. In the time of Jesus, uh, there were a lot of groups who were vying for power, both politically and religiously. There's a few that are mentioned in the Bible. We're going to talk about f- some of them today. And I'm going to put them on a spectrum that ranges from uh, across the Attitude towards the Roman occupation of Judea at that time So on one side you have the zealots This may be a term you're familiar with, right? He's very zealous These are people who are very against Roman occupation And are willing to use violence to get Rome out As much against Rome as you can get On the other side we have the Herodians You may pick that up from the root word Herod, uh, from King Herod. These are part of the client-king regime. These people are employed by Rome to keep Rome in power and to get money for Rome. So what you have is a spectrum that includes people who are willing to be violent to get Rome out and people who are willing to be violent to keep Rome in power. Across this spectrum, we have three other groups We're going to rank them roughly from zealot to Herodian, and that would go Pharisee, Sadducee, tax collector. Hopefully you're familiar with some of these terms. Now, I want to point out that this spectrum of people is not a group of benign, they lived in the past, pretty peaceable folks right? Uh, They weren't agreeing to disagree about whether or not Rome should be in power. This is a powder keg. They are about to explode, and less than 40 years after the death of Jesus, this whole thing blows up, and they rebel. They lose, uh, and the temple is destroyed with the exception of one wall. You can still go visit today. It is still standing, but they obliterate this So I like to put this in context because we see pictures from back then, I mean paintings, right? They're not photographs. And we typically see Jesus just out in the field like petting sheep, (laughs) right? And we're like, oh, yeah, it was probably pretty nice then. But there is a cultural war that is boiling underneath the surface. Now, this disagreement on this spectrum is going to be very much illuminated by what we call the poll tax. Rome collected a lot of taxes, and I assume you know why. It's expensive to have a government that spans the entire known world. <laughs> Most of these taxes were pretty easy to swallow. Uh, stuff that you and I pay today, they had property tax and income tax. And if you're just a random person in Judea, it's probably pretty easy to pay that tax because you're like, yeah, I mean, I was going to pay it to somebody. I I brought in this much money, some of it's going to go out to a government. But the poll tax is different. It's one denarius a year, um, or about one day's wages a year. But the entire principle of it is to go to fund the Roman occupation. It goes straight to the army. So you have a spectrum of people who are anti and pro-Roman army, And then you have a coin that is set up to pay that army. And you see that this is going to be difficult to work through. Now, the followers of Jesus are very special at this time because they cross this entire spectrum. We see throughout the book that Jesus eats with tax collectors and Pharisees. Tax collectors and Pharisees. (laughs) He eats with sinners, who are just kind of the people that are cast aside, and John the Baptist's followers. People who have no cultural reason to socialize, to agree on anything, are coming together. In the book of Matthew, when he lists out the disciples, he puts in there Matthew, the tax collector, and Simon, the zealot. These weren't put in there to fill up the scroll because Matthew got to the end and went, I got a little extra space. I'll put in two occupations. (laughs) This is there to show you that the spectrum that we think cannot be bridged is being bridged because these people are setting aside their own identities underneath the umbrella of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus is also unifying outside of this group. (laughs) We're about to see where, if you open up to Matthew chapter 22, you can hang out there for a second. Before we get into this, I have to talk about the end of Matthew 21. So in Matthew 21, Jesus gives two parables. I mean, he gives more than two in that chapter, but we're talking about two. That the Pharisees rightly realize is talking about them in a negative way. He may or may not have insinuated Uh, that they hear the word of God and say they'll do the word of God, but don't. And he may or may not have insinuated that they are part of a lineage that killed all of the prophets of God and are going to kill the son of God. Do you see why this would be insulting? (laughs) Good. So we're, we're tracking culturally why this is a problem. So the Pharisees decide to arrest him, you know, to stop him from saying bad things about them. But they can't. Because the crowd is on his side And I don't know if you guys are aware But if you arrest somebody That everybody else thinks is correct You might lose that fight So The Pharisees set up a trap for him And this is where we're coming in Chapter 22 Verses 15 to 22 Then the Pharisees went and plotted How to trap him by what he said so they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are truthful and teach truthfully the way of God. You don't care what anyone thinks, nor do you show partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay the taxes to Caesar or not? Perceiving their malicious intent, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. They brought him a denarius. Whose image and inscription is this? He asked them. Caesar's, they said. Then he said to them, Give then to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. You ever had a plan backfire so badly that you can't even say anything? You just turn and walk away? (laughs) That's what happened here. These people are embarrassed. And we're going to break down why here in a second. First of all, I want you to notice that the Pharisees and the Herodians are teaming up and they're coming up to ask him a question. A little bit more about this tax. The denarius had an uh, image of Caesar on it and Caesar assumed that he was a god. The people of Rome assumed with him. And so it actually said, Caesar, high priest. This may or may not have created a conflict with the Jewish people, who, as you may know from the Old Testament, believe in one God. (laughs) Yes? And his name is not Caesar. (laughs) Right? So there was a, a religious issue that came where they said, we don't even know if we should pay with this coin. Fun fact, the temples didn't even accept those coins. You had to change them into silver to pay your temple tax. Jesus later goes and throws the whole thing on its head. I thought that would land better. That's fine. (laughs) So, he's saying, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And he has people whose livelihood is based on uh, creating and maintaining Roman occupation through Roman taxes and people who are very against Roman taxes. Can you see the trap? If he says, do not pay your taxes... The Herodians get to arrest him, but the Pharisees don't get in trouble with the crowd because the Herodians do it under the authority of Rome for taking money and causing an insurrection. If, however, he says, pay your taxes, then the Pharisees get to have his whole crowd disperse and leave him. Two things will happen there. Either the crowd is so much weakened that they get to arrest him, Or ideally for them, the whole Jesus movement ends. And they just get to go back to their own merry way. Either way, this is a win-win for people who are against Jesus in this. If Jesus was a man in the way that I am a man, this would have been a great trap. If I had been approached with this, I would have gone, uh... (laughs) Unfortunately for them, uh, Jesus is an eternal God with eternal knowledge and an eternity to process this question. So surprise, it backfires. And he says something brilliant that we quote kind of in a pithy way a lot of times. Give then to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. He's saying this isn't a religious issue. Whose face is on that coin? Caesar's. It's already his. You can give it back. It doesn't matter. And then he ends it with Give to God the things that are God's. Now, this is going to bring up a logical follow-up question, which is, what bears the image of God? Some of you are probably ahead of me, which is good, because the original audience would have been thinking about a verse fairly specifically. If we flip to the very beginning of the Bible, go to Genesis, very, very beginning, and then skip forward about a week. (laughs) Thank you. That one landed better than in the first service. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It's at the end of the creation story, and we get a poem in Hebrew. And it says, So God created man in his own image. He created them in the image of God. He created them male and female. So the question is, who bears the image of God? You! Right? What belongs to God? You. And what must be given to God as a follower of Jesus Christ? You. There is a tendency that pops up a lot, I think, to think that Christianity is a really easy faith because we are a religion of faith, not works. Right? If you don't quite understand that, come talk to me. I will give you the five soles, and we will talk about the Protestant (laughs) Reformation for hours. But we are a a religion that says there is faith that secures our spot and not works. We don't have incantations. We don't have rituals. You don't have to jump on your head and flail around for a little bit every day to, to get in a right relationship with God. You can't. The imperfect, you and me, cannot create perfect. It cannot do the works necessary to get with Jesus But Jesus did the works for you. So all you need is faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Here's the thing. Salvation, which is what we're talking about, is the start of the Christian life. Faith is the cost of admission. That salvation is where things begin. It is not where they end. It's episode one. It's not the finale. There is a process afterwards of a walk. And that walk is hard. And Jesus lays all the cards on the table. We're going to go way back forward, and we're going to go to Mark, the Gospel of Mark. I'll give you a second to get there. We're going to chapter 8, verses 34 to 35. And this is going to be Jesus talking. Calling the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. Couple things to note in here. One, he is calling out to the crowd along with his disciples. So, when the Bible says disciples, it means people who have already crossed that bridge. They have given faith into Jesus. They have said, we are signing on to what you are doing. When it says crowd, it's that kind of squishy middle. There's the other people who are opposed to him. This is the group that's not quite sure. They're like, I saw him restore that withered hand, and that was really cool, but I don't know if I'm signing up entirely with it. And Jesus, you'll notice, calls out to the crowds as well. He's dealing all of his cards right on the table. He's not telling the crowds, it's real easy, become a disciple. And then once they come over, go, just kidding, man, it's tough. Sorry. (laughs) He's telling you straight up, you have to pick up your cross and follow him. Now, the cross, as we all know, was known back then as a very excruciating, fun fact, where the word excruciating comes from is from the cross, uh, embarrassing public execution. He's saying if you deny yourself then you can find life in him. But if you choose to hold on to your life and I'm not talking about physical life I'm not encouraging you to put yourself in situations where your physical life is at risk I'm asking you to do something harder which is to give up your identity that you hold on to and put Christ in front of it. Then you can have your life. Throughout the Bible, we get a very clear message. Beat back the desires of your flesh. Feed the spirit. Deny yourself. This is a process that we call sanctification. That is a Bible college word that we're going to refer to as paying a poll tax. You are a coin inscribed with the image of God. As a citizen of this kingdom, what do you owe? yourself and as you pay yourself to jesus christ you will become sanctified we have one more verse to look at and before we get there we're going to talk i want you to think of some ways that you identify yourself occupation nationality right Uh, hometown these are things that we ask when we first meet somebody hey uh, i'm matt what do you do for a living where are you from right? These are ways that we identify ourselves. I want you to put them in an order. I want you to think about how you typically identify yourself, right? Often hometown will come before occupation because it's a whole lot easier to change your occupation than where you were born. (laughs) Now I want you to take another minute and think about how other people rank it. When they look at you, what order do they put those in. While we have that in our mind, we're going to go to Galatians. It's a little bit more towards the end of the book. It's a letter of Paul to the people of Galatia. Excellent. That's why we we call it this. (laughs) We're going to go to chapter 3. We're reading verses 27 and 28. And this is what Paul says. For those of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. Paul has intentionally broken down our main methods of identification outside of Jesus. Uh, Jew and Greek can be translated today as Jew and not Jew. Is Paul saying that when you become a Christian, if you were Jewish by by birth and you have Jewish ancestry, that you're no longer Jewish? No. He's saying that you are not a Jewish Christian. You are a Christian who is Jewish. When he talks slave and free, he's talking the basic economic guidelines. There's a study that says that Uh, around this time, almost 40% of the Roman Empire was in some sort of slavery. It's not what we typically think of as slavery. It was more like working uh, for a person that you were, I guess, contracted to. It's a tough, tough way to wrap our mind around it. But he's saying you are not a slave who is a Christian. You are a Christian in bondage. Male and female, obviously a quick identifier, Amanda and I have talked about this with our youth group a lot. I'm not a male Christian, and she's not a female Christian. We are Christians, and within that umbrella, I am a male and she is a female. There is no identity that you can put before Christian. Now, I am not telling you to ignore all of your other identifications. If your answer to every question about yourself is, I'm a Christian, it sounds like you're not paying attention. What do you do for a living? I'm a Christian. Where are you from? I'm a Christian. All right, I'm not talking to you anymore. (laughs) Right? But what I am saying is that when people look at you, when Jesus looked at that coin, he saw that there was an image of Caesar stamped on it. When people look at you, they should see that there is an image of God stamped on you. They should see what kingdom you belong to and who you pay your poll tax to. The walk in faith, this sanctification, should be like the reversing of an aging coin, right? We've all held a really old quarter where you're staring at it going, I mean, I know that it's Washington, but that looks like it could be Eisenhower, right? You pick up a coin, a quarter made in 2021, you can tell that he has wood teeth, Our walk should be taking you. When you first become a follower of Jesus Christ, when you put your faith into him, it'll be a pretty fuzzy picture. And that's okay. That's where we all start. But you should be walking in a way that more and more people are able to see the true likeness of God reflected in your life. I'm not going to tell you there's an easy way to do it. I don't know where you are on your walk, so I can't tell you what to do. But I can tell you it begins with things that look like forgiving your enemies, for loving people who don't love you back. I can tell you that what Amanda and I talk about in our own spiritual walks is you take this book and you change your life to reflect what it says instead of taking this book and changing what it means to reflect your current life. If you're on this journey and you need some help, Spoiler alert, we all do. Right? It's hard. Jesus said it. Whether you're years into this walk or if you're standing at that bridge of faith with Jesus, trying to decide whether or not to accept the call, I urge you to find an elder or a leader in this church and use them as a guide. If you are farther along in this journey, you should be helping people who are not as far along. This church is nothing without discipleship. We're just a bunch of people walking our own paths. The final takeaway that I want you to get from this is that the Bible went out of its way to showcase that Jesus Christ is unifying and dividing. Right? He says he comes to split with a sword. There are two camps, those who are in him and those who are not. Everybody who is inside the kingdom their identifications become less prominent and less divisive so that a tax collector like Matthew can work side by side with a zealot like Simon, that they can fight together for the glory of God. The focus of this church is to take people from one camp to the other. That's called duplication. To walk them along this journey. That's called discipleship and to stay faithful to them as they inevitably wave in and out back and forth within this. And that's dedication. It all starts with you showcasing your flag. So the question that I want you guys to leave walking away and asking yourself throughout the week is what image do people see stamped on you? Let's pray. Lord, we want to come before you today united under the name of your Son, united in fellowship for what you have done for us and for the accomplishment that you gave us that we could never do on our own. We ask that you would give us the strength, the wisdom, and the courage to go out in this world with your image stamped on us, to showcase your loving forgiveness and your grace, And to be lights in the world that you have called us to be. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Can we give another hand, folks? Amen. Thank you, Matt. So we're going to have our children come uh, in. As you know, we have school starting up. And so uh, thank you so very much, Mike, Jane. Amen. Here, you might want this. So if you kids can do me a favor, can you make a line right here? Make a nice line right here. Mike, if you want to help me out with that line, I'd appreciate it. And uh, any teenagers that are going to go back to school, any teenagers or college students, please come and join us. We're going to say a blessing over you guys as you go back to school. Who's excited for school? Wow, okay. That's good. All right. All right. Yes, help me out. Help me out. Let's get this line going. Let's get a nice... Straight line over here. Yeah, back up, ladies. All right, all right. It's so cool. It's so beautiful. As I look at a lot of these, a lot of our uh, children, I see so many uh, different uh, kids from all different places. And I look over the congregation, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. We have people from America. We have people here from uh, the Philippines. We have people here from Peru. We have people here from India. Amen. I don't know what you church, but I'm excited. That excites me. Amen. We have people from Mexico. Am I missing a place? Paiute Nation. All right, Paiute in the house. Woo woo. Yeah. Anybody else? Guatemala in the house. There we go. Oh, yeah, Guatemala. Yes, yes, uh, yes, sister. Ukraine. My God, it just keeps Ukraine, India, Peru, Mexico. Talk about representing. Amen. Amen. amen amen if you're joining uh, with us here at home church if you're watching online we're so glad to have you if you're visiting with us my name is pastor carlos and we are so blessed to have you here this morning Uh, looking forward to uh, preaching next week and being with you all but this right now is for our kids and for our teenagers and uh so if i would if i could have i know we have a lot of kids here uh, but if i could have the leaders of the church please stand behind and, uh, we might need to stand behind a, f- a few of them um, and just place your hands over the children uh, this morning. I would appreciate it. Board members, if you're a board member, please come behind. Uh, yes, thank you. Amen. I mean, you know, school is a really good thing. Um, and, but school, there's a lot of influence. There's a lot of peer pressure. And we want to make sure that our children are protected physically and spiritually. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to go from Marsha all the way to uh, Amanda. And you might not know the child's name that you're praying for, but God does. Okay? And so as you have your hands on these children, pray for them, say a blessing over them, whatever God puts on your heart to say. I would appreciate that. And church, please join us. And if you have a child that's going to school or somebody you know, say a prayer for them. But right now we're going to be praying for our kids. Amen. Starting with you, Marsha. Let's pray for these young girls as they uh, start a new chapter in their life.
2: Good morning, Father, and thank you for all these beautiful children. We thank you that um, you've entrusted their lives into our church. And uh, we pray, especially as they start school tomorrow, that you would protect them, especially from disease, from um, bullies, from unkindness. Let them be, let them be lights, Father. Let them be the shine. Let them be the salt. That they would be, um, that they, they would show your image to their to their good friends. We thank you, Jesus. Father, we come before you and we lift up our kids. We lift up Imani and we lift up Zoe and Maddie to you. I pray that your hand would be upon them as they go to school um, tomorrow and the rest of the year. God, that you would just keep them safe and healthy. Help them, God, to be a light unto this world, Lord God, that they would never forget you, God, and their and all that you tell them and teach them to do. God, that they would hide their your word in their heart in Jesus' name.
0: Father God, we want to lift up Kenzie, Uriah, Mia all of our children, God, as they prepare to go to school tomorrow. God, I just pray that you fill them with a sense of comfort, with a sense of excitement, as it's a new adventure for them, God. Lord, I just ask that you are with them, that you protect them. God, I pray that you uh, let them be a light, not only to their fellow students, but also to their teachers. Let your light shine through, God. And if they're faced with any challenges, God, I just pray that you... uh, Give them the strength and the courage to stand for righteousness, to stand for what is right and what you call us to do, God. Lord, we pray these things in your name. Amen.
2: Father, just lift up Bella to you, Lord, and just pray, Lord, that you would continue to give her boldness, that you would help her to know the words to say and that you would just fill her with your Holy Spirit. And Father, I just pray for Wesley, Lord, that you would give him strength and courage as he steps onto the school grounds, Lord, that you would just put a hedge of protection around him. And Father, I especially pray for Uriah as he goes to school, Lord, that you also would give him strength and boldness and that you would help him to deal with the discouragements that come along his way, Lord, help him to... Be bold against the bullies, Lord, and we just praise you and let him know that you love him and that he has hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amado Padre, gracias por este ramillete, por este cofre de monedas, Señor, de estos niños que tienen tu imagen, llévalos con bien a sus colegios, a sus escuelas, que sean ellos los que den la, la imagen tuya con su inocencia, Señor. Gracias porque no los los tenemos en nuestro hogar, en nuestra iglesia, Señor. Bendícelos, protégelos, Señor. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén.
0: Heavenly Father, I just lift up Joey and Noxon and Kinsley to you, Father, and I just ask that you would be with them as they enter school, that you would help them to be able to go to the others and tell them about you, that they would be able to show them
1: through their actions, that, um, they would be protected from any harm in any way. And I ask this in your mighty name, Jesus.
2: Father God, I want to lift up Carlos and Andrew to you, God. I just pray, Lord, as they go through this school year, they grow in the knowledge of you, God. And I just pray they have the best time. Please bless their teacher, God. I pray also for little sweet Ari, God. And just, you shine so bright in her already, God. And I know that the other kids will see that, God. But I just pray that what she sees and what she hears will be viewed through your lens, God. That she will not be, um, she will not be influenced by the world, God. But she will influence the children for you, Jesus. In your name, I pray.
0: Lord, I want to lift
3: up Isaiah and Ezra and Keith and every other child in here to be in a spot where they have eyes to see and ears to hear and the discernment to tell, truth from lie, to grow spiritually in who you are and to be lights for your faith in the world.
2: Lord, I pray specifically for these teens here, Lord, that they would enter the world with boldness, that they would be able to distinguish the truth, Lord, and that the truth would be their foundation that would keep them anchored. Um, and everything that is going to be coming up against them, God, I just pray that their hearts would remain tethered to you and that they would be ambassadors for your truth, Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise this morning. You may find your seats. Let's all stand, church. Amen. Stand with me. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much for your patience. prayers. We love our children. Amen. 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 So as we get ready to close, let me remind you, um, our, uh, who knows, Jen Metzger right here. Amen. So this is Jen, and she is our church secretary. She's going to be selling some tickets right over here. um, When you, walk out the church to your left um Reno Aces. um who likes baseball okay that's fine who likes fellowship yes okay so I want to encourage you church if you want to fellowship with us if you're new here and uh you let Jen know you're new dinner on us at the Reno Oasis for you and your family okay so just let us know purchase the tickets and she'll write that down um And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So let's bow our heads this morning. Thank you again for your patience. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. God has some awesome things in store for us. And yes, um, for those who are here for the Joy Potluck, we have our Joy Potluck uh, right after this service in our gym. So um, let's go ahead and bow our heads. Uh, Brother Jack, if you could please come and uh, just bless us as we dismiss. Say a blessing over your church and uh, over our family. Amen.
1: Heavenly Father, help us to be the witness that you have us be. Help us through our failures. Build them into strengths. Guide everybody here. Bring them back safely. And help us to go into the world and be you.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Be blessed today. Thank you.